Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret NFL, the podcast all about football, NFL, all that good stuff. I'm here with my co-host, Greedy Waffles, and we're here to discuss uh, the latest and greatest in NFL uh, stuff happenings, you know what I'm saying. Uh, But we can't do it alone this week because we needed a special guest. Hey, who's there? Hi, it's me, Nomad Eric. Hello. What's up, Nomad? Hello, Nomad. Hello, friends. I hope you all have had fun weeks so far. Oh, it's been so fun. (laughs) My fantasy team is dying. Yeah, Yeah, I I ran up against the uh, Joe Mixon buzzsaw in one of mine, so... That's a big F. That was me. That was you. Oh... (laughs) One of your fantasy teams wasn't dying this week. Yeah, one of them was was alive and well. The other one was um, on the side of the road dead. So, no. <laughs> oh, we'll rest in peace. <laughs> but uh, Nomad, um, this is the first time you're on the podcast here. Um, we met in IRL at PAX. It was a lot of fun, lots of it drinks, is. lots of good lots food. Of, lots of food. But there's one question that I've been itching to ask you. Mm-hmm. Why the Washington Commanders? Uh, well, so I live in, I live in Virginia, I live near DC, uh, always lived in the area. So I kind of went with all the home teams. Um, or, or are you asking me like why I'm a fan of them or why did we choose the commanders? Cause I have two different answers. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> commanders weren't my pick for the name, by the way. I want that spe- specifically cleared. I was, uh, I was one of the Red Wolves fans. Uh, so unfortunately didn't get picked. Uh, but as far as being like a fan of the team, uh, it's the home team. I root for all the Washington teams with the exception of baseball. I root for the Orioles there uh, solely because Washington didn't have a team when I started watching baseball. So it was just the Orioles. The Nationals didn't come around until 2005, and I've been watching baseball since I was seven in 2000. So so I'm, I'm guessing you're not a fan of the com- the, the, the name Commanders, huh? It's not, it's not that I'm not a fan of the name. Like, the name is growing on me. It wasn't my pick, but I knew that we were going to get a name that not everyone was going to agree upon. Um, but uh, I'm more interested to see what the new owners are going to do because uh, Danny Boy is finally selling. So round of applause there. Yeah, uh, right. yeah you put your uh, $1 uh, bid in, right? I, I did. I did. <laughs> I put in I put in my dollar share. I offered my Twitch Prime this month. <laughs> <laughs> uh since daddy bezos is planning on buying it yeah right um you know i can't wait to be the washington primes next year oh yeah that's a good ring to it i could i could i could mess with the washington primes but <laughs> <laughs> what would the washington mascot be the prime on prime uh, hopefully a, hopefully a uh gigantic uh uh like a freightliner uh truck so we can just have Optimus Prime. A tra- yeah, Transformer, yeah. <laughs> just change the colors to burgundy and blue. It'll be great. I saw a picture on uh, Twitter once. It was like, Jeff Bozo's uh, new idea for a stadium, which is all Amazon packages around the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, that's pretty funny. So that's still an upgrade over FedEx, so it's not like it's going to change anything. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean... Cardboard might not hold in the sewage as well, but... Uh, well, yeah. neither can the pipes and FedEx, so <laughs> is the, it really doing... 
<laughs> we we're only going. Or the walls. We're going. The we're going laterally here. So it's and not the walls are going down. Almost on Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know what? You uh, hopefully you, maybe he'll get the flu this week and he won't oh. brutally murder us on Monday because that's gonna be a tough game to watch. Oh, nation will be watching. Uh, Lord, yeah. Now, no, no, they won't. <laughs> Now, do you prefer the football team over the Commanders, or what's your you opinion know, on that? The 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 Washington football team kind of grew on me. It yeah. kind of grew on me. I kind of like being the Washington football team, but I also enjoy having a name. Uh, we could have <laughs> gone with a different name. Uh, you know, my my biggest issue is, and and maybe this is me being overly sensitive, but like the no name jokes were getting a bit ridiculous. So I was like, all right, fine, give us a name. Oh, you gave us a name that can be shortened for something else. Great. Uh, <laughs> the Washington Commies. Let's go. I, yeah, yeah. And then I, it's like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't thrilled with the season. I had extremely low expectations for the year. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge Carson Wentz fan. Uh, huge Taylor Heineke fan. I went to college with him, by the way. Uh, yeah, we went to the same university. Same year, actually. Uh, I've actually eaten lunch in the same room as that man. Uh, and... No, no, unfortunately not. We are Facebook <laughs> friends on my old Facebook, though. So oh. is so is half of campus. But we are still Facebook friends. Hey. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of Taylor Heineke. I don't think he's the answer. Um, but I also think our offensive coordinator refuses to let him play his game. I, I, the know? offense looks better with Heineke in there. I mean, obviously Carson Wentz can sling the ball, but Carson Wentz and Heineke have the same problem where they're going to make a game ending like decision. That's either going to go the right way or terribly wrong. Yeah. And the thing with Heineke is like, he's a gunslinging quarterback. So if you make him throw short, 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 he's going to get anxious. He's going to get tired. So he's going to want to force the ball down the field. That's where he gets into trouble. But the thing is, when that man starts throwing down the field regularly, magic happens, even if it shouldn't. Well, even you if got we, really good wide receivers that be throwing. Do. Too, so you guys should be throwing yeah, the ball. Yeah, we down should the field. be throwing down the field. And magic happens, even if a referee happened to take out a defensive player. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Magic <laughs> still happens, okay? Hey, that is the magic. Is exactly that 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 referee got the Bezos bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. that was a that he was a Bezos play. <laughs> well, he's gonna have prime for the rest of his life now. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know that kind of reminded me of. Have you guys seen the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where it's like overtime and the bar the guy at the bar is like, "Hey, can you do anything for this game?" and the bartender's like okay he pushes a button like these sprinklers come up to ruin like an extra point or whatever have you guys seen that commercial i I guess i have have, yeah yeah just just insert amazon like taking out like a drone amazon drone just taking out the ref or something (laughs) absolutely (laughs) the commanders are like can you do something for us and he's like i guess I've got you. The sky sky cam drops down, picks up the referee, picks him back up, carries him across the field. (laughs) Well, the sky cam did come down in the Giants game last week. Yeah, yeah, it did. did. Uh, But honestly, though, at four and five, I'm not complaining about the season. I I, I honestly think even if we lose Monday and go four and six, the rest of our schedule looks relatively light. I can see nine and eight. The NFC is garbage, so nine and eight can make the playoffs. So who knows? You know, Nomad, last week we had a discussion about coaches that could be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And we determined that um, your coach, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, 
Uh, he's got a warm seat. I don't think I don't think we put him in any, anywhere higher than that, if I remember correctly. Would you I, agree that he's kind of on a hot seat, like a warm seat, not like not like sold, not like you know scalding hot. He's just kind of like warm. I think it all depends on if he's going to live or die by his offense by his coordinators. Uh, I'm 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 off the Scott Turner train for our offense coordinator. I don't think he should finish the season. He refuses to build an offense around our our quarterback strengths, forces them to play his game, and neither one of them can do it. And I don't know if Scott Howell could do it. If we see him come in and maybe he can run Scott Turner's offense, but neither Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke can, and he continues to force it, I'm off his train on him. Del mm-hmm. Rio can't seem to figure out the defensive adjustments, so if we're down, we're down big, or we crush the whole game. It He he doesn't make changes, and that's just not modern NFL. So if, if Rivera lives or dies by his offensive and defensive coordinator, he's done after this year. But if he... Oh, the new owner comes in, whoever it is, Bezos, Jay-Z, or both of them, and they agree to clean house except him, and he's okay with that, I think we get two more years out of Rivera. But if he refuses, then he's gone, I think. Mm, okay. Well, that's a different perspective, and I like yeah. it. Because <laughs> yeah. we're just looking at, we're just outside looking in, you know? We, 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 yeah. We're just lightly looking at the commanders this year, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you guys. And and, and again, warm warm is probably the 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 right place to put him, uh, given that swing. But yeah, that's what I think. If if I was Bezos, that's what yeah. I would be looking at. Our you'd philosophy also, you'd also be, was uh, in space. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> our philosophy was uh, you know new owner probably coming in probably wants his own people you know just like kind of like doesn't want any like reminiscence of like what this owner currently is going through and what like people that were part of that, you know, dumpster fire, I guess you could say. So that was our philosophy. Well, speaking of coaches, guys, we had a firing this week that we just want to lightly tight touch on here. Um, Greedy, why don't you go ahead and, and lead us off with uh, what happened? So the Indianapolis Colts uh, lost again. <laughs> Pretty poor. Uh, what? Loss. Yeah. Um, and so Frank Reich from the Indianapolis Colts has been fired. Which we he, predicted. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, so we said he said he was uh, in the burning hot seat. Um, I think we did say that if he continues losing, that he would be out. And I'm more surprised about the hire, the interim hire. Which is uh, Jeff Saturday, not Jeff Sunday. Which it would be much cooler if he was Jeff Sunday. <laughs> um, so Jeff Saturday, who was an offensive lineman, I think he was a center when Peyton Manning mm-hmm. was like his at his all time high, and he barely has any coaching experience. He did, was coaching some like really small high school in um, some whatever state. I think it was uh, Jordan, no, in Indianapolis. I guess it would be, and. He just all of a sudden is like the hiring hired Jeff Saturday out of the blue is kind of crazy and people are kind of upset about it. Nomad. So I don't mind the Jeff Saturday hiring with the exception of it being head coach. I think Jeff Saturday could be a really good offensive coordinator and obviously a good offensive line coach. I just I I feel like this is another like Jim Irsay just makes decisions that I just no other owner outside of maybe Danny boy until he gets the boot 
makes the decisions that Jim Irsay makes. And then just defends them with hogwash that comes out of his mouth. And his explanation made less sense than the hiring. I honestly can't <laughs> tell you what he said. He made random analogies and anecdotes and acted he like, like he was reading from a fairy tale book, it seemed. And it's like, you know, like I'm, he said something about what did he say? I don't know how to make bacon. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. something like, well, listen, I don't know how to make bacon. I don't know how to skin a pig. And I'm just like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what does this have to do with hiring Jeff Saturday with no coaching experience to be your head coach? I don't know. It's just, it's not the worst thing in the world. Jeff Saturday is a very accomplished player. He's a very intelligent person. But a head coach of the Colts that are floundering right now? Interim head coach. Yeah, interim head coach, but... You still got to finish the year with him. It's it's a puzzling decision for me. Yeah, my favorite thing about the hiring it was like Jeff Saturday is not you know he doesn't care about the analytics of the NFL. Meanwhile, Jeff Saturday was an analyst uh, on uh, CBS, and it's just kind of like contradicts what he just said. It's like uh, not really. He does care about the analytics a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I mean, I don't know any good coaches that don't care about analytics. I mean, Joe Woods, our def- uh, the Browns' defensive coordinator, said he doesn't care about, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, he doesn't care about the problems of the team, and that all that comes down to analytics as well. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to be an analytic-minded coach to in the NFL right now to to get by. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, hey. Good podcast, guys. Um, no. <laughs> Closing up. Good night, guys. <laughs> so imagine this. Okay, close your eyes. Imagine this. You're in a room. It's dark. You can't see the walls around you. There's a spotlight above you shining down on a checkered black and white floor. You're in a wooden chair with a wooden desk in front of you. And on that desk is a big red button. And there's a box that that, that is open that, that usually covers it. And it's a little bit grimy. Hasn't been used in a while. And there's an announcement on the loudspeaker that goes, this team, should they hit the panic button? And you have to choose. And if you press the panic button, it's the the Among Us sound I'm going to use, okay. (laughs) And that team gets flushed down the toilet and we never hear from them again. Now open your eyes. As a Commanders fan? Yes, it's Jigsaw. (laughs) As a Commanders fan, that button gets pushed every year. It's not grimy anymore. Uh, but <laughs> well, it's it's a very worn down room. You know, you can't see the walls, but you you expect yeah. them to be kind of moldy yeah, and yeah, overgrown yeah. with vines and stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. This is the one next door to our very spotless and very clean panic room that gets hit every single season. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one's yeah. the polish. This room. is the you one for show. That. This is the one for yeah. show because you don't want the people to know you hit it every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the one we show people going. Like, well, yeah, we're not rebuilding for eight for twenty three years in a row. Not at all. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, I'll start us off here, and then uh, Nobad can go next here. Uh, but I think the w- number one team that should be smashing the panic button right now is the Raiders. And I'll tell you why. Because this team is floundering in over uh, almost every single way. And you know what? Their schedule doesn't become much easier as it goes on. They could have, they should have won most of these games with the offense that they have um and it's not like i mean it's not like i don't know it's just one of those things it's like you 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 go into the year they have Devontae adams you got Derek carr you got josh jacobs you have hunter renfro you you expect them to be competent at least um but when you get shut out by the saints 
who then get killed by the Raider, uh, the Ravens next week, really head scratching. So yeah, I w- I would smash that button right now if I was a Raiders fan. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like like I told Yummy before, and I think I've said on the podcast, like Josh McDaniels is not a great hire. I was never a fan of him, even when he uh, the Browns were searching for who is now Kevin Stefanski uh, for the Cleveland Browns coach. I was just not a fan of Josh McDaniels, and everyone's like, oh, he's such a great coach. No, he failed in Denver a couple of years ago, or a while ago, and yeah, he looked good as an offensive coordinator in New England, but, you know, that's Bill Belichick. Like, I think that's all Bill Belichick doing, you know, making his little disciples look really good, and then they fan out, and things just don't work out, and I do agree that the Oakland Raiders, you know, they just look disappointing, Oakland? and it's... Or I said Oakland again. Yeah, I meant uh, <laughs> Las Vegas. Uh, the, yeah, Oakland is really struggling right now. <laughs> uh, the Raiders. Yeah, they I mean they have a gem in um, Josh. What's his name? Oh my god, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs and like oh, Derek yeah. Carr is usually not a bad quarterback. He's usually like a medium tier quarterback. And then Devontae Adams was added to it. And like you said, Hunter Redfro. This team is not a bad team on paper. I don't know what's going on down there. Well, I think the question for Oakland for, for Vegas, well, wow, I almost did it myself. <laughs> uh, the question with Vegas is their defense can't hold leads. I mean, you've, yeah, I don't, I'm sure you both have seen the graphic. Three of their six losses, they had a 17-point lead. Yeah. And they blew them all. Mm-hmm. Well, just uh, last, last week I was telling Yemi, I was like, wow, Devontae's Adams going off. He has like 30 points, you know, like the most he's had all year. And then next thing you know, they're losing. Yeah, I think they were up 17-0 in that yeah. one. I will I will say this. They have played a lot of away games. Their schedule has been very away heavy. They've played five of games of their first uh first uh eight here away. So they've got a lot of home games to make up ground. But you're not gonna you're not gonna make the playoffs in this league going 0 and five away. Right? Exactly. And you're not you're not going you have to you have to take some away games. Like I get it. The the home team is gonna be favored. And the home team feeds off that home energy, and a lot of their blown leads have been away. So I can understand to a degree, but that doesn't excuse it when you are literally in a division that was bookmarked at the beginning of the season of being the best division in football ever with four of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, and three of them have not played like top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and just like a few weeks ago, like everyone thought they found they hit the ground and they started figuring out who they were. You know, Josh uh, Jacobs was, you know, lighting up the field and he was getting good points. And then it seems like they went away with the run game for some reason. And then you last week, you're like, oh, Devontae Adams. Now he's looking good. And then they blow a lead again. It's just like, oh, you thought they got the rhythm. But they didn't. Yeah, they, they've definitely um, been out of sync most of the year here. Um, and even like Derek Carr to his older wide receivers like Renfro, it just doesn't seem... Doesn't seem anymore. there anymore, and I I don't know what happened, but uh, you know, D- Derek Carr said he wants to he wants to play his entire career with the Raiders, but I don't know if the Raiders want that anymore. <laughs> I think and he's been a little bit too up and down. Like I said earlier, well, yeah, yeah, coaching definitely is is a big factor there. Um, but I think they could they could also be starting to move away from Derek Carr here in the future. I think if the Raiders hit the full reset button. And they go, all right, we're going to have to tear this down because what we have right now is not winning. Then I believe it won't be Derek Carr's fault, 
but I believe you go with the rookie quarterback. You go with the young quarterback, especially if you're picking top five. I think you see you see what you can get for Derek Carr. And, and again, it would almost be a blessing for Derek Carr to go elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. If the Raiders are going to hit the panic button and are going to hit the rebuild button, I think it benefits Derek Carr to test the waters elsewhere and see if he can you know, reestablish himself, rejuvenate his career, save his career even um, elsewhere. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are going to be QB hungry next year. So the market's going to be pretty big for him. Well, just like this past off season, there was talk that the Cleveland Browns who uh, went with someone else that I'm sure you all know who. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, Derek Carr was in talks of like Browns trading for him and it was just like, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, it's like I was all for it, but now seeing how he's playing this year, I'm like, uh, maybe. Thankfully, we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he would be thriving in our offense, honestly. Um, just because, like, you know, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's he's played uh, pretty well, um, minus a few things here or there. But I, I think that Derek Carr wouldn't make the same mistakes as Brissett. Um, but. I mean, that, that, it's, all, it's all hypothetical at that point. Yeah, now right? it's hypothetical. It doesn't matter. It's not bad. Yeah. But, but uh, hey, let's go ahead and move on to another one. Uh, Nomad, who should be smashing that uh, panic button? I, I'm i going to go Green Bay. Ooh, yeah. I, Green Bay has to hit the panic button. I mean, you yeah. got to figure this out. You, have, you paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million, and you gave him nothing. You made no attempts at... Uh, at, at drafting or trading for any of the, there was a huge wide receiver market, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been reports that, you know, the Ravens try to go for big play for Chase Claypool, but the Steelers were not trading him to the Steelers, to the, to the Ravens, right? They're not going to do that. That makes sense. What's your excuse? There, there's no, the Steelers would have no problem trading him to another, to an out of conference team, you know, and you, you may know you may no attempts to, to better your roster, you you succumbed to Rogers' demands of fifty million dollars, effectively, and now you have no team around him. Your defense can't hold leads. You got you you you're getting beat by teams. You have there's no reason you lose to the Lions, but now you're getting to the point. Speaking of the Lions game, Aaron Rodgers has been uncharacteristically bad himself. His his lack of his, you know his lack of wide receivers is definitely an issue. I thought the Bears were going to have the worst wide receiver room uh, in in the league, but it's turned out to be Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers threw two goal line picks. That's not Aaron Rodgers. It was three, I thought. Wasn't it yeah, three? He, three, uh, yeah. he threw three? Three picks, but two were in goal to go situations. Oh, okay, yeah. I see and what you're so saying. yeah, so two of them were goal line interceptions. One um, of them was one of them was a was a I think a second and one. A second and goal in the one yard line. Just give it to Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. So part of it's on coaching, but Aaron Rodgers has always been known to make the smart play. Go down when he needs to go down. Throw it away when he needs to throw it away. He's perfect when it comes to precision passing. He can rainbow that thing from sixty yards out. He's just making bad throws. If you're the Green Bay Packers, I don't see you salvaging this season with Aaron Rodgers playing the way he's playing right now. And if you can't salvage the season, when do you see what you have in Jordan Love? When yeah, do you bench Aaron Rodgers? Asking for it. <laughs> and if you bench Aaron Rodgers, you are throwing away the season, and that is immediate panic button slamming. Yeah, I think it's funny that um, Aaron Rodgers, last week after the team lost, and the, by the way, they've lost five in a row now, which is 
pretty uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, but he was throwing other people under the bus. He's like, oh, there's oh, there's yeah. people who shouldn't be playing right now because they don't put in the work or they don't do the the job right. And then this game, he comes out and he just he stinks. So mm-hmm. like, okay, should you be benched? Uh, a lot of people are saying yes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people do want to see Jordan Love in, and the fact, I just feel like there's high intensity, like not a good relationship between Aaron Rodgers and that community. I don't want to say community, just like the, uh, yeah, like the owners and like the coaching staff. And like, I know uh, people like 92, uh, he still loves Aaron Rodgers, but even him, he wants some bench. And I think there's like deeper down, like inside stories that uh, the, public is not getting that's going on with Aaron Rodgers and that coaching staff. Yeah, we need and hard knocks fact, in season with the Packers. Yeah. And the fact that he's throwing people under the bus like he did last week and he's just not looking too good. It's like, yeah, just bench him, you know. All this hype he had coming in looking like uh, you know, top gun and all that just for him to pretty much crap the bed. And they do still have good wide receivers. I mean they got Alan Lazard. He's decent. They got that new Dobbs guy that's pretty decent. So I, I I don't know I think most solely and then that uh left tackle uh I forget his name but he can never yeah he can never stay on the field either so it's just like maybe that's out to putting a factor into uh, his bad playing but I don't know I think I think it's mostly on Aaron Rodgers and then Aaron Jones got hurt last week so that's not good yeah yeah I, he- I think the lack of just getting talent into uh, their offense is what's really killing them right now. You know, they they bled so much talent in the offseason, especially with Devontae Adams going away. And you can tell that Rodgers has not been on the same page with any of his receivers for some reason. I mean, there are some games that you look at, like the Bears game, where, you know, yeah, he was on point there. But, I mean, that was the Bears early in the season. I mean, if, if we play that game again, I think the Bears come out on top this time and next time around, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really, like we said it last week, and I'll say it again, like the, like, the GM just has not given their historically great quarterback the weapons he needs to go back to the Super Bowl. They've been the one Super Bowl and had a couple of, you know, a, a bunch of playoff uh, playoff uh, appearances. You know, it, it's just like this year should have been like another year where it's like, OK, we, we bled some talent, but let's pick up some new talent. Uh, we have one rookie on the team and he's a tight end. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's bad when Aaron Rodgers is the worst quarterback in his division and he has Chicago and Detroit in his division. <laughs> you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, that is actually really bad. All right, greedy. All right. So I'm going to move over to a team that made a big trade for a quarterback and they thought they were going to be on top of the world. I'm going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, as you, we can all agree, even an outside source such as Nomad can confirm that Baker kind of sucks. Um, so <laughs> I know it's still 50 50 with no Brown's fault, Baker's fault. Um, they just have been looking bad. Like it's just, it's like a car- carousel of QBs who's coming in, like, one quarter is Baker, one quarter is P.J. Walker, and another one is – we haven't seen Sam Darnold yet, but I, don't be surprised if we do or don't. Uh, or don't be surprised if you do, I should say, see him in one of these weeks. Um, they got rid of Christian McCaffrey, uh, and 
there was a lot of talks that DJ Moore, their wide receiver, might go away. They might trade him away, too. I think uh, the Panthers are about to hit um, a rebuild phase after this season, and I think you should hit the panic button. I feel like they've been rebuilding for years at this point, like after yeah, Cam really. Newton left, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree. Like, the Panthers just uh, – you know, they, they've been just uh, kind of one of those teams that you say are bad. You know, there's the bell curve where there's, there's a bunch of good teams, some mediocre to good teams, and then just bad teams. And the Panthers have just kind of been bad this year. And, you know, you could blame it on quarterback play. You can play it on, you can blame it on bleeding talent, just like the Packers. You know, they got rid of Robbie Anderson and, um, and Christian McCaffrey, obviously, which, you know, as we've seen, Christian McCaffrey can still play really good, really good football in the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the Panthers season, I mean, they, they could, they could lose the rest of the games this season. And I, I would not be, uh, I would not be shocked. You know, um, it's just kind of that kind of, it's just, just, just that kind of season for them right now. And, um, I don't think they're going to be winning any more games with Sam Darnold, you know, at the helm, if, if, if that comes to it. Uh, but, uh, you know, people are really hoping that PJ Walker was going to like, because he had that really good game against the Buccaneers, and people were like really hyped on and 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 really up on him, and then he also had a good game against the Panthers, and yeah, they they just fell apart against the Bengals, and uh, I think that's just the story of this team right now. Yeah, with, with Carolina, oh, my bad. Go go. With, with Carolina, the one thing that confuses me with them is I don't know if it's the QB position because it doesn't seem to matter who they have back there. They even brought back Cam Newton, and they sucked. You know, last year, they brought back Cam Newton, and this mm-hmm. team didn't go anywhere. So it's like, I, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's depth. Like, they got injuries. They all Every team does. But they just seem, they, they can't overcome them. I don't know if it's the defense. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know if it's a receiver not named DJ Moore. But I really do feel like a lot of the Carolina Panthers' issue it, it are following the GM, bad drafting, and bad decisions. I mean, the rumors coming out that you were, you were offered a combined four first-round picks from two different teams for DJ Moore, and uh, was it, it was a linebacker, I think, wasn't it? A defensive end, I think. Yeah, uh, Burns defensive, yeah Burns. Yeah, Brett Burns. You were offered two first-round picks for Burns, and two first-round picks for DJ Moore, and you declined them? Yeah. That was a restart. That was, yes, it's a panic button press, but you're two and seven. And a division that, yes, is winnable, but you're two and seven. And the argument that was made was we're only two games out of the first place in our division. But you're not beating them. You're not beating Atlanta. You're not beating New Orleans. You're not beating Tampa Bay. And even if you do win the division, the as a Washington fan, we won the division at seven and nine a few years ago. That didn't help us any. No. So does it really help you to be the first place out of a losing division? The, a division that currently does not have a five hundred team? Tampa Bay and Atlanta are four and five and they're co leading the division. No one coming out of that division is gonna be in a better place for winning that division sell and now you lost your chance you're not going to get those offers again in the offseason there's no reason to give them yeah they, they definitely should have taken those offers they should have just gone full tank tank mode you know and uh and and, and saved up some draft picks for for next year because um at this point it like you said it's, it's kind of a lost cause i mean you're not i mean the falcons are playing the 
better than they did at the beginning of the year. Ravens are back on track. Uh, Broncos defense is pretty good at stopping any offense. So, you know, if, if your offense is floundering, at least the Broncos are able to put up a couple field goals. Seahawks have been playing lights out. I mean, the Lions and the Steelers game is a, is a toss-up, but then you got to go back and play more division rivals with the Buccaneers and Saints, and I don't think they win those the second time around either. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's already a lost season at this point for your team. You, you might as well have just taken the draft picks and ran, you know? Yeah, definitely take the picks. And, I mean, they already fired the coach. I mean, Matt Rule would have been on our coach's hat seat probably list if he wasn't fired already. Um, but yeah, once you get a new coach, you know, I think they're just kind of waiting it out and I think they'll go full on rebuild mode this off season. All right, boys, let's ride <laughs> over to the Denver Broncos. Cause they're probably yeah. hitting that panic button right now as we speak. Um, the Broncos, uh, they've, they have so many primetime games. You thought they were going to be good and, uh, they just have not really shown up in, almost any game that they've played. I mean, I think they only scored over 20, 20 points twice this season out of uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, nine games. Oh, they had a bye. So, yeah, eight games. Uh, that's just not going to cut it. And uh, I, like I said before, their defense is actually pretty strong. You know, their defense is actually pretty strong. They've, they've held a couple teams to some low numbers. But um, the offense just is not clicking. And uh, the main man behind, the, uh, behind it is, uh, of course, the rate we as we rated the cringiest quarterback in the NFL, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, they paid a lot of money for him to be losing games in such spectacular, spectacular and boring fashion. Um, I think I, I don't think anyone will forget that Colts and Broncos game just because of how much, yeah. how, 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 like you, you couldn't stop watching because it's like watching a house burn down, you know, it's like watching the like a library burned down it just gets worse and worse and you go i can't look away i don't know why but i cannot look away that's kind of how the broncos are they're so bad that you just you can't look away from them they're just they're just floundering in almost every way possible and uh like i said it's, it's got russell wilson behind the behind center there and I, I really do think that russell wilson is part of the problem i think last year when they were doing uh they had like um brett ripian and uh drew Locke behind center they they were winning more games than than this year. Crazy enough. I do think when you change a quarterback and you put a quarterback that has been in in one system for as long as Russell Wilson was in the Seattle Seahawks system, and you put him into an entirely different style of os- offense and an entirely different conference and an entirely different division with a, with a different coaching staff. New there coach. is going to be new coach. There is going to be an adjustment period. I would like to withhold judgment on Russell Wilson until next season, but for this season's Denver Broncos, absolutely underperforming. Um, the offensive line isn't giving him time, which was his issue in Seattle. Uh, no run game to really speak of out coming out of Denver, not from what I've seen. Um, so you have nothing taking any of the pressure off of Russell Wilson. Receivers aren't getting open, and you have a very talented receiving core in Denver. And they're just not on sync. My hope, I mean, of course, I'm sure Denver Broncos fans' hopes is that you don't have to hit the panic button. You write the season off as an adjustment year, and you see what you look like next year. But uh, Denver didn't have this issue with Peyton Manning. That's a very good point. Yeah, that is a great point. I think it solely comes down to coaching. As we rated Nathan Hackett 
uh, burning hot. Um, I think he's going to be a one and done coach. Unfortunately, uh, I think if we get the right young, uh, I don't want to say young uh, coach, but like veteran young coach, if that makes sense, into uh, Russell Wilson, and you like just work towards his play styling. And I just don't think that Russell Wilson is in the right scheme right now. I think the scheme is awful. Uh, obviously, as we talked many times before, you know, the clock manager is awful. Coaching is just downright bad over there. And, uh, yeah, like the receiving core was really good, and there was talk about getting rid of Jerry Judy. I'm glad they didn't because I think that would have been even more fuel to the fire that what's going on over there right now. But I think it solely comes down to coaching. But as for Russell Wilson, he's missing wide-open targets and not like not like – Going wise, just like there's a wide open guy like 10, 20 yards down the middle of the field, and he's just not throwing to him. And I see a lot of those like highlights, and I'm just like, it's just very, very uncharacteristic of Russell Wilson to not be hitting those targets. So that's why I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Maybe it is Wilson being bad. You also have reads as a quarterback, and a coach tells you which reads to go into. Um, and so I feel like, you know, there, the issue with, with Wilson is he does not get off of that read progression. And I was actually watching, I want to say, oh God, what's his name? He's an NFL, uh, network analysis and his name is totally eluding me right now, but, um, he broke Russell Wilson's tape down and he was saying that Russell Wilson's biggest issue right now is depending on where he's lined up. He targets a certain side of the field, and he doesn't leave that. You can ease, as a defensive coordinator, you can easily figure that out. All right, we're on the left hash. He's going to focus on the right side of the field. Double cover every receiver over there. Boom. He's there covered. He never looks to the left. If he's on the right hash, he's going to focus on the left side of the field. Cover everyone on the left. You can literally scheme against Russell Wilson right now. And he's had those issues back in Seattle. But Jerry Judy and, and company are not doing what Lockett and DK Metcalf did in Seattle, and that's win the 50-50 balls. They're not winning them. 50-50 balls are going to the defense every single time, and Russell Wilson refuses to not throw them. So I feel like there's enough blame to go around with Denver, uh, but I do believe, like you said, I agree with you 100%. I think the scheme that they are letting Russell Wilson play is not working anymore. Not if you can scheme against it. You've got to get Russell Wilson to change his tendencies, and you've got to put in a scheme that lets him do that. And I don't think Denver's doing it right now. No, yeah, uh, no. they're they're not riding. Uh, they're riding. Actually, they they are they are getting kicked off that horse right now. Um, well, they're riding, but they're riding completely off into a ditch somewhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Nomad, your turn. Uh, so keeping up with the trend that I that I am on right now, and that's uh, targeting uh, Super Bowl picks. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with this team. I can't tell you. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover, which does happen. Uh, I don't know if the real Matt Stafford has finally stood up, so to speak, um, because Matt Stafford is starting to fall back in tendencies he had in Detroit. Uh, I don't know if it's injuries to the offensive line. I don't know if it's an underperforming defense because you did lose some big name agents in defense. Um, you know, uh, you know, you lost one to the Bills. You lost a couple elsewhere. So I, maybe it's just the fact that you know they didn't have enough money 
the cap was an issue for the Los Angeles. So they couldn't, uh, you know, retool and go again. Uh, and they, they had Allen Robinson, though. Yeah, but Allen Robinson, uh, this might be a controversial opinion. I've never been a fan. I wasn't a fan of Allen Robinson when he was with Jacksonville. I thought he was the only person there, so of course he gets targets. Uh, I thought he underperformed against with the Bears. I've never been a big Allen Robinson fan. I was not expecting him. I'm I, I'm getting the Allen Robinson I expected from L.A. Uh, I don't think he was the big pickup people thought he would be. Um, and so Cooper Cup is all they got, in my opinion. And now he's hurt. So... I just, I don't know what's up with the Rams. I, I don't know. Again, sort of like how I was saying, like, you know, Denver might be in just a, 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 you know, an adjustment year. Maybe the Rams are just in a Super Bowl hangover year and they come back next year. But Matt Stafford's not getting any younger. Um, I'm curious if uh, if they don't go shopping quarterback-wise in the offseason, just to see. Because uh, I just, I don't know if Matt Stafford has hit father time like Aaron Rodgers has and it's time to hang him up. Yeah, I think the biggest weakness of the Rams is just their running game right now. Um, it, I mean, out of all the things that are bad on the Rams right now, the running game isn't there. And when you look at that Bucks game again and you look at what happened at the end, like all they had to do was get like one first down. But they ran the ball like three times and they couldn't do anything. And that's going to kill you in the long run, especially with, you know, trying to waste some clock in like the, the, you know, the fourth quarter, you just can't do it when you don't have that running game. And, um, you know, the, if, if both your passing game and your running game are struggling, that's a recipe for a disaster. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a fan of Matthew Stafford. I was, I was a fan of him back in, in the lions days, but I do agree. Like he is kind of regressing this year for some reason. And it's not like he was the most perfect quarterback last year, um, but he played good enough ball to get them all the way to the Super Bowl and win. So it, there's something in that. But, yeah, I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, it's it's unfortunate, and I hate to see it, but I think you're right. I think they're going to start looking for some young talent in the uh, in this, in this next draft, which I hear is pretty quarterback heavy. So it should be a good year for them to pick someone up. I don't think they have a draft pick. I think they got rid of theirs for the next couple of years. Oh yeah, they they probably got rid of like every single draft. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They they went all in for the Super Bowl. This is what they deserve. Fuck it. They deserve this. Fuck them. Fuck the Rams. Um, <laughs> but going off of that, yeah, it almost is just weird because literally, as Nomad said, pretty much the same team. Yeah, you lost Von Miller to Bills, and you know as you can see uh, in Buffalo, Von Miller is having himself a year. And but it's like it doesn't make sense because you still have Cooper Cup. Uh, you did trade Robert Woods, but he was hurt last year. He wasn't there for the Super Bowl. Uh, you added Allen Robinson. I thought he was going to, you know, do decent, you know, at least get a few catches there. It just seems like he hasn't made any catches over there. And you did have uh, Matt Stafford with the elbow injury that people are all freaking out about beginning of the year. But I think, like Gemi said, it's the running game. And I think they really should have tried to trade for a good running back in like Kareem Hunt or someone, you know, it just felt like I think the running game is just not there. And I think it just starts off with the running game and it, it just, yeah, I, I have no idea, but they got a great head coach and it's just, I, it just, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I'm really, 
And then they did lose that one guy, uh, the line, lineman, to retirement, but that was kind of expected. But, it, yeah, it just doesn't make sense how bad they have been looking. All right. Uh, Greedy, go ahead and uh, finish us off here with the last team that should be smashing that panic button. So I'm going to go with another veteran quarterback, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I know Tom Brady's been going through a lot this year uh, with his divorce and just everything that behind his in his own personal life. He has not been looking good this year. I know he kind of woke up a little bit the past two weeks, but I wanted more towards point fingers towards the receiving core because they've been dropping a lot of easy targets. And the receivers, Mike Evans and all of them, have not been making many catches. Like, it's hitting their hands, but they're just dropping them. Like, we're watching the primetime game. I told Yemi, I was like, why is Mike Evans dropping all these beautiful passes? And biggest another concern is the defense. Uh, they have a stellar defense. I don't know what happened to that defense. They got uh, that Bush guy, the linebacker. I can't think of his first name. Um, he's an all-star, and that defense should not be playing as bad. And I know they got a couple injuries in Winfield, a really good defensive back. And the defensive line has always been good. I don't. It's just kind of one of those, like, Tampa Bay just kind of looks – like dead. I know they sneaked out a victory with the the Los Angeles or against the Rams last week, but I think the refs helped them out a little bit. But yeah, it just has not been looking good. It's just been kind of a snooze fest over there. So I think they're going to be starting hitting the panic button here sometime soon. Yeah, that final drive of the Rams game was a classic Tom Brady drive where he uh, got a lucky, more than luck penalty uh, to help him win the game, but. um no, I, I agree. The Buccaneers haven't been looking... They haven't really looked amazing since their Super Bowl run that they did, which might be the story of the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think Brady is finally starting to show his age. Like, I think once he got out of uh, uh, you know of New England, he had like a resurgence, and then he's kind of slunk back into like his age. I mean, he's he's double the age of like the um, the new rookie tight end they have, who's like 21. And that's just insane to me. Like, um, he could be that dude's father, you know? <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think also like coaching is a, is a big issue at the uh, with the Bucks too. I mean, they you know they kind of forced Bruce Arians out of his role, and they just haven't looked the same since Bruce Arians left. So um, it, uh, maybe it was a bad decision to you know put Bruce Arians in a cushy chair upstairs when he should be still on the field dealing with people like Antonio Brown, you know? <laughs> I think for me, when I look at Tampa Bay, uh, you know, I was just, I'm looking at the NFC, you know, points for points against right now. I don't remember a time where a Tom Brady led offense is the third fewest points scored in the NFC, not looking at the AFC, but strictly the NFC. He's the third lowest points for they've scored the third fewest points. And that's unheard of for me with the, with the wide receiver core that you have and Tom Brady, at cornerback and a decent offensive line. What is happening? Like, I, I agree with, I agree with, 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 with greedy. I, I definitely agree. The wide receivers are dropping easy balls. Uh, honestly, I know most people don't like to, to say this, but it's honestly giving me Ravens vibes. I don't know how many times I've seen Lamar hit a beautiful ball to someone like Hollywood Brown and it 
crap. Falls out of his hands. And, of course, everyone says, oh, Lamar can't throw. Lamar can't throw. No, his receivers are dropping the ball. You don't see that type of, of hate getting thrown to Brady right now. But the same thing's happening. His receivers are dropping everything he throws. And everyone's giving him the benefit of the doubt for it, but Brady hasn't looked hot either. Brady has not looked great in a lot of the games that they've lost. And even games that they've won, he's looked pedestrian or average at best. They say father time comes for everyone, but between him, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Stafford, father time hit him like a brick. They're all giving me uh, Peyton Manning Super Bowl vibes. When Peyton Manning was just at the end of his ring and there was nothing that he could do, the defense carried him to the Super Bowl. Neither the Rams, Packers, or Brady are having that same luck. Although, someone has to win the NFC South, and that's probably the one reason where I would disagree about them hitting the panic button here, because you're going as far as Tom Brady takes you, if you're the Buccaneers. You know when he retires, you're starting from square one. I don't know if you hit the panic button yet. Because you're not going to shot Brady. You're not going to bench Brady. You've got to ride this out. You can't hit the panic button. You have to do everything you can to make what you have work. Because when he finally hangs it up, that's it. You have nothing behind him. Yeah, it would be and, a more cool like panic button. Because I'm pretty sure with when Brady retires, like half of his receiver core is going to retire with him. Yeah, well, half of them are half of them are on the Buccaneers because it's him. So, yeah. well, I mean, Mike Evans was there before, but you know, I yeah, think Mike yeah. Evans might just retire too when Brady leaves. Like, but yeah, like Julio Jones and them, yeah, they'll be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, maybe maybe that's one of the other problems they have is like they don't have any. Like, do they have a young wide receiver? I think they have Goodwin who. Goodwin's the youngest, but even he yeah. just signed a new contract with them, so he's not like rookie contract anymore. Yeah, so you know, maybe maybe they I, should... I know I wanted him. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they should focus on getting some fresh talent in the wide receiver room, and um, but that's like a future thing, you know. They can't do that this year, obviously. But also, like uh, as Nomad mentioned, you know, he had Peyton Manning had his defense carry him. Even the Buccaneers' defense hasn't been looking too stellar as they have in the past like last year they were like the top defense and heading into this year i want to even say like everyone was like oh yeah they're gonna be the best defense yeah they they, they were known for their good defense a couple years in a row there and uh, not sure what happened this year yeah i'm looking up team stats right now for defense uh yards allowed Top five is uh, San Francisco 49ers, the Broncos, surprisingly, uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and the Colts. Um, if I'm looking down here at the bottom, let me see. Where are where are the Buccaneers? They're they're top. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're ninth. So the Buccaneers okay. defense is is playing okay. Rams and Packers defense are playing okay. Their offense is just dropping the ball. Plain and simple. And I have Mike Evans on my uh, fantasy, so he needs to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) Or get some new uh, sticky gloves. All right. Well, hey, good discussion, guys. Um, We're going to close the panic button button cover for for the rest of the year here. Um, But uh, we'll see if any other teams are going to sneak their way over and maybe try and lift up that button later on this year. (laughs) 
Uh, but for right now, let's uh, go over some. Uh, one, you know, we're gonna do one game each uh, from last week, week nine. Um, it was full of uh, lovely games to watch. And uh, Nomad, since you're the guest, why don't you go ahead and start us off with uh, your game of the week? My game of the week, man. I tell you what, the game that I'm had the most fun watching was Kansas City, Tennessee. I I I was expecting a very uh, high scoring game, and I was expecting a Kansas City win. Uh, I was expecting a much a, a much uh, more lopsided game. Uh, Tennessee's got a good record, but I'm not super high on them overall. I think their uh, Tennessee gives me very. Uh, uh, you remember the Washington team with Alex Smith when he got hurt when we were six and three? Yes. Uh, they're giving me very. They're giving me Washington six and three vibes. They're six and three, but are they really a good six and three team, or are they a mediocre team that just happens to win games? There's no. There's nothing wrong with that. You can make the you can make the Super Bowl playing like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've never but I, I can't count on them. So I was expecting a lopsided Kansas City win and Tennessee came out and just played excellent defense. I mean Mahomes threw up for you know almost four hundred and fifty yards, of course, but it's Patrick Mahomes. They still only put up twenty points and they needed overtime to do that. They kept them at the end zone. Uh, they made him make mistakes. They made that offense make mistakes. And Derrick Henry is doing Derrick Henry things. Um, I was very impressed with Tennessee. I thought Tennessee shut me up. Honestly, that's why I enjoyed that game so much because Tennessee made me eat my words going, okay, maybe Tennessee can hang with the big dogs. Maybe they're not a shadow six and three team. I loved watching that game. I had so much fun watching it. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a pretty good game. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm concerned about with the Titans going forward is, you know, Derrick Henry was really good in the first half, but he disappeared in the second half. And I don't know if that's just a scheming issue or like if they just decide like, OK, we're, you know, we need to, um, you know, start passing the ball more. I, I don't know. Like, you know, the, the Titans were kind of in command of this game up until like the third quarter. And they just kind of abandoned the run for some reason. And I think that was their major downfall was like, okay, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, they stay, they're, they're playing the tie and the, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I feel like Derrick Henry should get more carries in this game. And I think if he does uh, add another touchdown to that, to that, uh, to the, to his score there. Yeah, definitely. Tennessee definitely abandoned the run, and Derrick Henry did look like himself, like that bulldozer that no one wanted to tackle. And somehow, some way, I don't know, they started playing from behind or what happened. They just abandoned that, and then Kansas City just kind of woke up at the same time. And I, I think, yeah, the biggest issue is they abandoned that run, and that might be on Mike Frable. Um, but you know, Kansas City, it just kind of also seems like this year it seems like they haven't been waking up until the third or fourth quarter. And it just seems like that's when Kansas City's like, all right, you know what? We should play football now. Uh, there's Kansas a couple. Of, <laughs> what's that? I said, yeah, we should probably be Kansas City now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of games where you can point that. It's like, oh, yeah, Kansas City hasn't looked good, you know, first or second. And then, you know, halftime, I don't know if Andy Reid just – like yells at them or something, but they usually come out and then they kind of get their stuff together. And I don't know, maybe Tennessee or Titans just fell off that running game. And I think that was their biggest issue. You know what Andy Reid does? He, uh, he says, if you guys don't start playing better, I'm going to make another cringy state farm commercial. And they go, okay, let's get on the field and do our thing. (laughs) Or he's like, I'm going to make an OnlyFans," And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, coach. 
I will say um, the Titans defense had a very uh, uh, a beautiful pick. Um, like uh, you know, they picked off Patrick Holmes off of like a rebounded uh, throw that um, was so close to the ground. It was a beautiful interception. Um, that was definitely like one of the highlights of 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 the day or the night, I should say. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just want to say like Malik Willis Willis. Um, you know, you, you got to give him like you have this this fresh young quarterback who. A lot of people have faith in, and even still have faith in now after this, you know, this night game. Um, you gotta, you gotta bring in some wide receivers this off season and and get something going because they just have a bunch of no names on the team right now, uh, and you can't, you can't. I mean, obviously, you can rely on Derrick Henry to get yards in most games. Most games, he's you know, even if the team schemes against him, he's still gonna be able to power through and get like a hundred plus yards. Um, but you know, the Titans can't just be a run run offense they gotta throw the ball and when you don't have anyone who can really catch the ball that's you know not a good that that's not good it's just not good you know when when your second best receiver is you know is your tight end austin hooper you, you know you gotta start like going okay maybe we should start pulling in some some talent for our new you know rising star of a quarterback yeah, that was a big uh, news off of during last season off season, last no last off season heading into this year is uh, the Titans getting rid of you know their big name wide receivers, and they're like, all right, King Henry show, and then now I think uh, Titans are kind of shooting themselves in the foot because they're not utilizing Henry as much as they want to, and they're kind of missing those big names that they had. Yeah, I don't think there's any bigger of uh, uh, misplay than Tennessee trading AJ Brown. Yeah, I would say like there's that's that's just the most mind-boggling. Like you had no one to replace him with, and you didn't replace him with anyone. So it just I that that's the biggest the biggest blunder I've ever seen a team make yeah. was Tennessee trading AJ Brown for for potato chips, effectively. Yeah, the yeah. Eagles practically stole him. Like it was, it's it was great for the Eagles. You know, great for the Eagles. I mean, look at how well they're doing. And look, I mean, he had a three touchdown game a week ago, uh, you know, two weeks ago. Now, um, you just you're not going to see a receiver do that on the Titans. I'm sorry, but you're not. Not at all. I couldn't no. even name a receiver on the Titans. To be honest with you, I can't I mean, I Robert can name Woods, one, but I'm going to mispronounce it. Chigozim Okanquo. He's he's pretty decent, but he's no AJ Brown. That's yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I agree with you. I feel like you know Willis. He showed a lot of poise, but I feel like the issue, and I, I just it 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 honestly goes back to what I said about the Commanders. It frustrates me so what much when coaches shackle their quarterbacks, let them play their game. Do you know what happens when you finally wake up and realize, oh, I should let my quarterback play his game and run his style of offense? You get the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's Look at Fields. Sure. I mean, yeah, when Matt Nagy was the was the head coach, he, they they weren't they weren't scheming week. towards him towards Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, look at this week. You know, we want to move on to our next uh, my pick. That's what game I was going to pick. So, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, we can move right over to that. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys, if you had anything else to say about the Titans Chiefs, go ahead. Nope. All right. All right. So, yeah, my pick, I thought that I found much fun was uh, Miami Dolphins versus the Bears. 
Uh, Dolphins ended up coming in and winning 35, but the Bears putting up 32 points and Justin Fields, man, did he have a chef kiss of a run? I mean, <laughs> he just had a beautiful like 80-yard sprint touchdown run. It was amazing, and he was slinging the ball, and he's just he, it's amazing how well he like the first he was QB 31 in fantasy. I know fan, it's fantasy that you can't really say much. And then now he's like QB three in fantasy. Uh, this this like all of a sudden progression that he just jump leaked to is amazing. Yeah, I saw the highlights for this one, and it was like it was fun. It was a fun game to watch, and like you know, Justin Fields like. I would I would say like two weeks ago people were like oh he's a bust he's a bust he's a bust but um after seeing these past two games he's played uh you know I, I you know I'm I'm thinking the opposite right now I think he's finally kind of they're allowing him like like no matter they're allowing they're allowing him to play his brand of football not the Chicago Bears brand of football not the Matt Nagy you know football not the whoever football right he's playing Justin Fields football and he's looked he looked comfortable. Um, I think that they shed a little bit too much uh, talent on the defense because I think they could have really, I mean, they, they really could have used a pass rusher in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. And, you know, they, they just traded the their one pass rusher to um, the, bill, uh, the Bills, Ravens. right? Ravens. The Ravens. Um, so, Ravens. yeah. I, had a great game. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, they, they I don't think they should have shed that talent because now they, they like, like with this game, they looked good, and if they just had just, uh, they just could get the Tua, they could have won this one for sure. Can, can we give a can we give a big shout out to Tua for like yeah. consistently proving haters wrong every yes. single week? <laughs> I mean, so many people were like, Tua can't throw, Tua can't throw. Man at three hundred and two yards. Yes, one hundred forty three of it went to Tyreek Hill, but Tua has been good, and it frustrates me so much. Because Tua can have one bad throw, and that's all people look at. What about the the 20 that he had that were amazing throws, that were on the dot, that were to the perfect guy, that were to the back shoulder or the front shoulder when it was required, or, like, perfect shots to the end zone, or he's he's got the fade down. Like, can we acknowledge Tua's development, too, instead of pointing out the two throws that he missed? I mean, you're going to spend so much time talking about that. Meanwhile, your golden child, Aaron Rodgers is dirt balling balls <laughs> and you're you know it's just it's so frustrating to me just to see like Tua no quarterback gets unnecessarily hated more than Tua except maybe Lamar Jackson oh yeah 100% agree on both those accounts I, I think people are too hung up on his like rookie season when he was being swapped in and out for Ryan Fitzpatrick it's like that was his that was his rookie season he he was coming off of a hip injury you know like, come on! Like, give the give the guy a break, and he he's played really well this year. Like, you know, they and I think it's 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 the thing that you know it's the I mean, this is the reason why we push the panic button for so many teams on the other on the other side of things. But the reason why he's playing so much better is they have these wide receivers coming in and making the plays that they need to pull uh, that they need to do. They're catching balls. They're getting touchdowns. You know, you 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 don't do this if you don't have the wide receiver core like the Dolphins. You know, they they have two lights-out wide receivers who 
I don't think they're mad that, you know, one is getting more yards than the other. I think they're just happy that they're winning games. And, you know, even like the Dolphins running game has picked up a little bit, which is good because you need to have that all around team if you want to go far. And I think the Dolphins are, are gearing up to do a, a deep playoff run at this point. Um, and uh, I, I think that I think they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Waddle uh, has the best touchdown celebration, too, out of any receiver in the NFL. I love the Waddle dance, and I just I have him on my fantasy, too, so I'm loving him for that. Thanks. But, yeah, like that that connection between Waddle and then that connection's not there. He has freaking Tyreek Kill, and then he has Gusecki. And then they traded for that Jeff uh, Wilson from the 49ers running back, who's a, actually a pretty darn good running back. He even had a touchdown his first game for the Dolphins. And it's just, you know, I think – I think they still need a little work on their defense, obviously, uh, giving up 32 points uh, against the Bears. Uh, I think there will be more uh, this upcoming draft. There will be defensive heavy, which has a lot of players coming up. Um, so I think I think they'll be pretty good here within a couple of years. So they'll definitely have a good run here this year. Uh, they obviously might not make it to the Super Bowl or the championship game, but they'll definitely – They'll add some good defensive talent all this offseason, and then people will be scared of them. I think the AFC is too stacked this season for Miami to make a big run. Yeah. I don't know if Miami can get past Baltimore or Kansas City or uh, the Bills. I think they can make, maybe make it, make it past Tennessee. Well, they, uh, they made it past both of those teams already in, in, the, yeah. in the regular yeah, season. But it, yeah, but it's regular season. Playoff Mahomes, pretty early playoff, on too, so. playoff Mahomes and playoff Allen are two different beasts. That's that's the one thing you have to keep in mind is Mahomes and Allen both turn it up in the postseason because they can lose the game in the regular season, come back next weekend, doesn't matter. You can't do that in the playoffs. They both play electric, perfect football, and you have to play perfect football to beat the Bills in Kansas City in the playoffs. Do you think Miami can play perfect football and beat them? Oh, On offense, maybe. Go ahead, go ahead, Defense? I don't know. I don't know if they can win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I think if the Dolphins do go up against the Chiefs, we'll have another like coin flip game where Mahomes is the ball last and then you know the first, and that's it. That's all she wrote. You know, I know they changed the rules, but I, I, I think that um, the Dolphins' defense is, is a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like water right now. You know, um, they, they've they've let a, a ton of points. Uh, be left on the board you know they 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 don't seem to they don't seem to they they can't seem to stop offenses too well i mean the jets put up 40 points on them um that one week which i mean obviously it was you know two was injured but you know it's it's just it's not going to win you playoff games that's for sure but um i i think they will get to the playoffs i really do i think they'll i think it'll be a wild card and i think they'll i think uh, you know i think they'll be able to win a wild card game in there as long as it's you know against the a moribund team, you know? Like Nomad said, it'll probably be a wild card game against the Titans or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, my game of the week, and I think everyone knows which one I'm going to talk about. Uh, I've been in love with the Seattle Seahawks for the past couple, you know, past couple weeks now. And, uh, yeah, I like the, I, I like to pat myself on the back. Mm, called it. Uh, Seahawks destroyed the Cardinals in this game. Um, it was it was competitive though, and it was a fun game to watch. But uh, the Seahawks and Geno Smith, who is 
probably going to get some MVP nods uh, if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now. Uh, beat the Cardinals, who uh, just uh, had the had the usual Cardinal struggles in this game. You know, Kyle Murray uh, had a pretty pretty bad fumble uh, in this game that uh, you know w- was a pretty big turnover. Um, and uh, look, I just like the Seahawks right now. You know, we came into the season going, "Oh, Seahawks are going to be bad," but. Oh man, watching them play it's it's so fun. Like they're playing football like 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 I wish the Browns played football. They're they're slinging the ball, they're running the ball. Their their defense is is pretty good. Uh you know, DK Metcalf and 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 Tyler Lockett making crazy catches in the back in, in the back of the end zone and uh, it just warms my heart the the see Geno Smith doing well in the NFL, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. And that uh, running back that they drafted this year, Kenneth Walker, he's having himself a year. And I think with the the one running Jets running back going down with an ACL injury, I think Kenneth Walker might get some uh, rookie MVP votes. And that, like you said, uh, Lockett and DK, you know, out there just making spectacular catches. And there was one game where Lockett dropped an easy wide open touchdown pass and you know and Geno Smith was like came to the sideline you know helped him you know he's like I got you again and literally they ran the same play and then this time it connected and got a touchdown and it just like you know it just warms my heart to like hear that kind of story you know like you know he still has faith in him he's just like oh you didn't drop it you know get off my field but Geno Smith I think uh this is a story that no one talked about everyone was like Oh, it's going to be a battle between Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett. All uh, is it Tyler uh, Drew, Drew Lock? Lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Drew, Drew Lock, Lock uh, going back and forth. You know, we're kind of kind of see you know this carousel quarterbacks, kind of how uh, Carolina is currently, and it's it's not like Geno Smith said, okay, you know, like I'll prove the haters wrong, and this is what I love about that team. And I was wrong getting into the season. I thought Seattle was like, oh yeah, they're in rebuild stage. Pete Thanks. Carroll can't. Pete Carroll can't hang in with them. You know, he's he's out the door this after this year, this and that and this, and I was wrong. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Like, I, I honestly, like, I was looking at the NFL, you know, preseason, and I was like, Seattle was on my list of teams that I know are going to be bad. Uh, I had Seattle, I had Detroit, um, and no offense, but I had the Browns because I didn't think y'all were going to be doing well until, uh, you know, your your QB you traded for comes back. Watson comes back. Um, so I was like, the Browns are going to have a struggling first half, come back next half. But uh, Seattle, Seattle's proved me wrong, like wholesale. Uh, you know, Seattle has just come out on fire. Like you said, Geno Smith. I've always liked Geno. I never thought he was a bad quarterback. I just thought he was always on bad teams. Um, he finally has a wide receiver core that is electric. You know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are doing for for him like they did Russell Wilson. But I think Geno Smith is outplaying Russell Wilson. You know, if you look at his, if you look at the way he was last year versus this year, that Seattle team, that offense it's flowing better. Geno Smith is is hitting the right people. He's calling the right plays. Um, it's working. Yeah, and I think uh, he's just kind of not, like, I don't know if he went into the season just kind of like, what do I have to lose? But he's, like, making those throws. And he, like you mentioned very early on in the podcast, this, 
DK and Tyler Lockett, they're winning the 50-50 ball too. And it's just like he's not afraid to throw. And then they got a stellar uh, run game going on too. And it's just crazy to think that Russell Wilson, you know, last year he was like, oh, my offensive line, my offensive line, this and that. Well, Geno Smith's not having an issue, so what's going on there, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some rumblings now that uh, Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fired here soon. And this is one of those games where you go, Oh yeah, I mean, I I I kind of believe it at this point. You know, I I don't remember where we rated him on our hot seat rankings last week, but um, it seems like that fire just got a bit hotter because of this loss against the Seahawks. And um, you know, I, I think that the the Seahawks have a very good chance of 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 winning their division this year and and making it to the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, their their schedule isn't really that bad, all things considered, and they've already exceeded expectations in almost every single way and um i don't know it's just it's just like i love underdog teams and seattle came into this year underdogs for sure and you know geno smith has kind of been like an underdog underrated quarterback i mean he broke his jaw uh when he was on the giants like someone punched him in the face he broke his jaw that's what ended his season there and um yeah it's it's crazy it's it's a crazy story and um love to see it love to see it (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and talk about... Uh, we're going to each pick one game to predict for Week 10, and then we'll go through all of our picks. Um, and we do a little picks competition in the Discord, um, but we'll go through all our picks after we each pick one to kind of specifically talk about here. And Nomad, as the guest, of course, the guest of honor, go ahead and pick a game from Week 10 that you want to talk about a little bit. Sure. Um, let's see here. Week 10. Um... I think the, the the game I'm most excited for uh, is going to be that Minnesota Buffalo game. That is a massive. That is a game with massive implications for the number one seed in both conferences. Um, Minnesota's trying to trying to keep pace with Philadelphia. Philadelphia owns the head to head tiebreaker. They beat Minnesota. They're their only loss. Um, Minnesota has looked beatable. I mean, Washington almost beat them last week, but Buffalo's coming off a loss to the Jets. Uh, if there's a team that is that is is weak ish right now, it's Buffalo. Take advantage. You know, it's in Buffalo, so it's going to be a different game. But uh, that's a game. Look, I have Buffalo coming out on top um, of that of that matchup. I think Buffalo is going to get angry from losing to the Jets and rebound. And I think Minnesota is looking a little shaky, although they are still seven and one. Uh, I'm going Buffalo for that game. Yeah, yeah, same uh, here. I think Buffalo is definitely going to be coming off with a with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to come into this game. They're going to be like, "Fuck you, Kirk Cousins!" Like, <laughs> and they're gonna. I, I think. I think. Um, I, th- I think they're going to do great defensively. Um, and uh, y- you know, um, Josh Josh Allen walked off the field uh, with a bit of an arm injury, so I am kind of like. You know, he's in question for this week. Yeah, so he's he. We'll I'm I'm kind of concerned about that, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, but uh, I think this is going to be a good game, though. I, I really do. Uh, these are two high-powered offenses, um, and the Bills' defense has looked better, uh, even though they didn't look great against the Jets last week. But uh, they have looked better, um, and I think it's going to be a real back-and-forth kind of battle um, until one defense finally gets some sort of stop. Yeah, the biggest news heading into this week and uh, kind of how I made my pick, if if Josh Allen does not play this game, 
then it's over for the Bills. Like, Vikings will win this easily, I would think. Maybe they'll take a run. You know, the Bills here and there, maybe, but I think the Vikings would win uh, easily. But, you know, the elbow injury to your throwing arm is no joke. So I, I'm, I took a linger and took the Vikings because I'm going to bet that he does not play this weekend, which is going to hurt me in fantasy as, as well. So, you know, I, it would really suck for me if he's out this week. Um, but, yeah, if they don't have Josh Allen, then it's written off that the Vikings would probably win. But, you know, the Vikings have their flaws, too. You know, they just got that TJ Hawkinson from Detroit, which was a great addition. He's uh, finally going to have another week and getting to the scheme, getting more comfortable. And Kirk Cousin uh, came out with a cringe video after uh, winning <laughs> last week's game. Um, but yeah, I think this will be a great game. I think the Bills are still a little banged up on the defensive end, and I think if Kirk Cousins comes up and shows up, it's not a primetime game, so he should be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think the Vikings will give Bills a run for the money, and then I think the Bills will be kind of be like kind of like shell shocked, like what's going on? Yeah, I want to see Kirk Cousins use his legs a little bit more. I mean, we saw that uh, impressive like twenty plus yard scramble he did for a touchdown last week and if Kirk Cousins does that and surprises the Bills uh I I yeah I th- I think we are like oh that'd be that'd be crazy to see like him rip off like a 30 yard touchdown against the Bills defense <laughs> um but yeah I mean that video he put out I mean look uh they're on the plane they're partying he's got all that gold all around his neck you know i'm surprised that plane didn't like go down over the atlantic or something like that you know we're we're not gonna hit on we're not gonna hit on kirk thuggins okay we're not (laughs) thuggins i I have all respect in the world for kirk thuggins all right that's that was the fantastic video i love that thing (laughs) but i'll have a big uh controversy do i put two well obviously i'll put two in if uh, alan's hurt but how bad is alan gonna be this weekend should I just put Tua in against the Browns? Who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm not going to give you any advice since I'm going up against you in fantasy this week, so uh, I would say go with your heart. That's all I got to mm. say. Good thing Nomad's here. Nomad? <laughs> so I would... I, I, I would... I would get, when do they play? They all Neither one of them play till Sunday. Uh, give it till Friday, because you'll know by then. Okay. All, all right. right. Greedy, go ahead and uh, choose a game here for us. Oh, I lost the game that I wanted to talk about. Oh, man, where did it go? Oh, my God, where did yeah, it go? I lost the game now, too, damn it. Oh, my God. Oh, um, okay, all right. I <laughs> lost the game. All right, all right. So the game that I wanted to talk about, I'm kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel I don't want to steal this from Yummy, but because I, I feel like he, he just you know talked about it. Uh, but game I'm gonna be interested in is uh, Seahawks versus Buccaneers. Nope, no reaction from him. So he must have not must have not taken his game. So, uh, like I said, you know, we just talked about it. So I don't want to sound like you know, just repeat what I said. Um, they just look great. Geno Smith doing phenomenal. Defense is looking really good as well. However, for the Buccaneers, uh, not looking too well. Um, I think uh, Seattle is playing the Buccaneers at a really good time. Um, and I think Seahawks will come out with a win this week. Yeah, I'm not too excited for this game because I know it's going to be a, a Seahawks, you know, big victory. I think the Bucks are going to struggle real hard here. Um, Tom Brady's a, a very much a dink and doinker 
down the field, and I feel like the Seahawks are pretty strong against the pass right now. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I feel like Geno's going to put on a clinic here, and uh, Tom Brady's going to be the patient, and um, he's going to be on life support after this game is over. Well, I'm excited for this because Nomad, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, wait, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, you, what, uh, are you, what are you, you setting me up for? <laughs> Oh, you locked up the Buccaneers. Did I I like the Buccaneers? Yeah, here's the thing. So the reason I (laughs) locked. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 So the reason I locked in the Buccaneers uh, on your pick is two reasons. One neutral zone. It's it's a neutral area. It's it's an it's a Europe game. It's over in Munich. Um, So I feel like I don't know. Something about the Buccaneers just makes me feel like this is a game they would steal international stage neither team's got home field um i feel like seattle does benefit playing in seattle um but i just i don't know this one was spicy for me i feel like tampa bay coming off an emotional win tom brady might be back i think this is a game where tom brady gives us false hope that he is back uh before coming back down to earth when they fly back across the pond um and i don't know i feel like seattle they're due a game they're due a bad game Right, they're not going to have many. Six and four is nothing to front about. Uh, but yeah, I went with Tampa Bay because I just feel like Tom Brady's going to take advantage of the emotions from last week. Um, and I think Seattle is going to have a very rare mess up. And it is still Tom Brady, and it's really hard for me to pick against Tom Brady just off of principle. I I did forget that this was in Germany. Yeah, um, which is you're right. That is that is an equalizer, as we saw with the Broncos Jets game a few weeks ago when they went to um, uh, no, not Broncos Jets, Broncos Jaguars game when they went to England. Um, I don't know. I I I still I I think that uh I I think that uh Gino's gonna take a nice big chug of uh of of German beer. He's going to take a big bite out of a bratwurst and he's going to say they didn't write me back. So I, so I, they didn't write me. So I didn't write them back. And that's going to be the, the, the story of the day. No, for real though. Um, I, I, I do think that uh, this is, I mean, I, Tom Brady's older and he's going to get affected by the time difference in a different way from the, uh, from Geno Smith. And I think that he's going to just kind of look lost. And I think that, uh, I think that there's going to be at least one tablet broken, on the sideline, and it's going to be by the one and only Tom Brady. Yeah, and the fact that they're still having the issues of catching the receivers, I'm, I don't think going to a neutral location is going to help that issue. So uh, maybe maybe the air is more stickier over there or something? Uh, I don't know. We'll it's all, it's all the just... alcohol in the breath. <laughs> and the... Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the air. All right, I'm going to pick a game. And uh, there is one game that I am more interested in than any other, and that is Lions-Bears. And I know what you're saying. Yemi, isn't this like a toilet bowl? And I'd say, well, maybe it's not a toilet bowl, but it's definitely in the bathroom somewhere. Uh, Both of these teams have had a really rough start, but one of these teams has been looking good. And the Bears is uh, they are that team. Uh, I'm not convinced that Detroit is uh, out of their funk. I mean that win against the Packers was ugly, and uh, they didn't really do much offensively. Uh, but the Chicago Bears they 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 played lights out in in the game against the the Dolphins. They they kept up the speed with the Cowboys. They beat the Patriots. 
I feel like the Bears are in line for a really nice commanding win in this one. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lock it up because anything can happen in the in the NFL. But um, I, I think these are two teams who I, I think one of them is going to keep going down into this, like, super massive hole. And the other one is going to get lifted out of there. And uh, I'm thinking it's going to be the Bears. I think the Bears are going to be a lift. Like, th- this is going to be the start of, like, a nice winning run for them, possibly. Uh, let me look at their schedule before I confirm that uh, statement. <laughs> Oh, they got the Falcons, the Jets, and the Packers after that. So, I mean, yeah, they they could go on a bit of a, a of a run here with the, with the wins uh, before they get to the Eagles in week uh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is going to be a nice start to maybe like a little bit of a win streak. Hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I just I agree with you. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I picked it in your in your pickums too, um, just because you know the Lions' defense is just it's bad. It's historically bad. Um, it, it, it's, you know, this is, this is the game last week we saw what fields can do when trying to come from behind and play with someone and do a shootout. If we're going to see a dominant bears victory, it's going to be this week against the lions. The lions offense is good. Jared Goff is playing well, but the lions defense is so abysmally bad. I wouldn't be shocked if this is Justin Fields first 400 yard game legit i can see it even with the receiving core he has i think he is going to light up the lions and i think this is going to be a a double digit bears victory Ooh, ooh all right yeah, yeah i mean I, I, i'm inclined to agree with that oh yeah i agree with that too uh 400 yards uh i wouldn't say that are you saying like total or like just like total? Passing? yeah total because he runs total. too much i'd say total yeah okay um yeah, I don't know. I mean, 400 still seems a little too much. But, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a great game, and it all depends if he shows up. You know, you, yeah, he kind of proved it with a couple of weeks ago, but it's at, like, what, that that weekend? You know, it's probably going to come eventually where he just is back to himself almost kind of thing. Maybe not. I hope not. But I think the Bears will come out, be dominant. I think the Lions are – they're uh, kind of in trouble right now. Like we, uh, me and Yummy said last week in our coaches poll, uh, I think we think Dan Campbell's going to be fired here. Uh, he's probably going to last the season, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I know they just beat the Packers. It wasn't pretty, as you guys said, but I, I think we could see coaching change here soon from the Lions. Yeah, they lose to the Bears here. His seat fires up even more. You know, I know I've said that before, but. Um, you know, this is this is a completely winnable game for the Lions, um, simply because the Bears' defense is is not that great. Um, so if they if they come in here and they lay an egg, or if they get shut out, or whatever, I, I think if they get shut out, he's gone the next week. Um, if they lay an egg and you know they're they're just kind of like they're just kind of bad, he he probably sticks around. But yeah, I mean, come on, come on, Lions! Like we had so much faith in you at the beginning of the year. Goddamn hard knocks. Get tugging at my heart heartstrings. All right. Let's go ahead and run through the slate of games. We're just gonna, you know, pick a, you know, go through the pickums here. Um, and I will start us off with the Falcons and at the Panthers. Um, I picked the Falcons for this game. Same, Falcons. I took the Panthers. 
Yeah, that's a feisty little little thing. Yeah, right? I know, right? I didn't want to risk it though, but I took the Panthers. I think, uh, I think it all depends on who starts at quarterback. But I think the Panthers will kind of show up, and I don't know. I just have that gut feeling that the Panthers is at home, uh, and you know, as I just have a feeling the Panthers might pull out a squeeze out a victory here. Well, why don't you lock it up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I that, have I, I have no faith in the in the rotating Panthers picks. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But I I don't know. I just like running them out. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take the Panthers. All right, Seahawks versus Bucks. I got the Seahawks on this one. Same. Uh, I went uh, again, Buccaneers. That's my spicy lock this week, man. I, I we talked about before. Um, that's that's just. I feel like this is something the Buccaneers could win. I don't agree, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's that's been a how, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. So you know, I just like I just feel like they could win. All right, Broncos versus Titans. I went ahead and I locked up the Titans. I picked the Titans as well, but I did not lock them up. Same Titans as well. Didn't lock them up. I think that this is going to be a game where we see Malik Willis kind of throw a little bit, you know, maybe get over 100 yards here. Uh, I don't think the Broncos will be expecting uh, a a passing performance. That's why I think that he's going to do a pretty good job throwing the ball here. But uh, I don't think the Broncos, even though the Broncos defense has been good, I don't think they're going to be able to stop the the Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's my philosophy is uh, Derrick Henry might have another good day. Browns versus Dolphins. I uh, I had to do it. I took the Dolphins. I took the Dolphins as well. Yeah, no offense, boys. Dolphins here as well. I just y'all are going to be good when Watson comes back, but I just I have trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I have trouble picking you guys before then. I don't even think we'll be good with him, but well. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the luck of the Browns this, there. This season, he might struggle, but I think it's going to be an adjustment period. I think you guys will be good next year. Yeah, I just I I, I see us um I see us getting dominated uh by the Dolphins offense here. Um, I I mean even I, I think we'll be able to put up some points against the Dolphins defense, but I just I mean the Browns defense has also been quite bad in almost every single week. So um yeah, I think this is going to be a Dolphins win here. Uh, maybe not a commanding win, but it'll be a win for him. All, All right. right. Go ahead, Greenies. Why don't you do something? Yep. Saints versus Steelers. Uh, I took the Saints. Took the Saints as well. I think they'll be able to beat the Steelers pretty handily. Same. I picked the Saints. The Steelers were almost were, were like an honorary mention for me for as far as panic <laughs> button teams because yeah. uh, just – but then again, I expected the Steelers to be bad this season, so that's why I didn't go with them. Uh, they're kind of playing as I expected them to play, and that's uh, mediocre. So I, I think I think the Saints will win this one. I had a little bit yeah, more faith in Kenny Pickett coming into this season. Um, when they switched over to him from Mitch Trubisky, I thought that the team would look a little bit more alive, but hasn't been that way. Yep, I agree with that. All right, Lions versus Bears. I took the Bears. Took the Bears as well. Bears as well. No No Bears. bears. (laughs) No Bears. Vikings versus Bills. I uh, took the Vikings. Yeah, I took the Bills on this one. Same, took the Bills as we discussed earlier. I think this will be a a game where the Vikings' uh, lack of uh, 
uh, being able to jump out ahead and always having to come from behind is going to bite him. Yeah. Yeah, I think this could be a game of the week for sure. Um, but we've already discussed that. It all depends if Alan plays. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the big factors there. Yeah. Do I have permission to change my pick, uh, by the way, Yimmy, if he's out? <laughs> uh, once Thursday comes around, it's locked. No! Decide by then, Bills! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Texans versus Giants. I took the Giants. Yeah, I picked the Giants, too. They're coming off of their bye, and um, even though they don't have a complete package as a team, I think they're good enough to beat the Texans. I locked I, up the Giants. I, I did too. I locked up the Giants as well. This is a game where, uh, again, the Giants are another team where it's like they're six and two, but are they really that good? But they're definitely better than the tight than the than the uh, the Texans. So this is an easy lock for me. Yeah, I just I I think I've said this many times before, but if the Giants could just get a few wide receivers in there, I think they'd be a great team. But they you know ju- you know you know they just don't have anyone to throw the ball to, and you can't you can't trust Saquon Barley Barkley to keep you in all these games. I mean, I know he's been doing it, but he he's he's at a high risk of, of getting injured at this point with with how much workload they're giving him. I agree. All no right, man, Nomad, go ahead and and start getting us some games here. Yeah, uh, we have the Jags versus the Chiefs. Uh, I went Chiefs. I felt like this is a pretty self-explanatory one. Almost locked it up. <laughs> yep, self-explanatory as well. Chiefs here as well. I took the Chiefs. Uh, I think um, I think Trevor Lawrence is just going to kind of look silly against the Chiefs, right? You know? Yeah. I think Trevor's going to look fine, but the Jags' defense they they don't have any answers for uh, Mahomes. All right, go ahead. So we have uh, Colts versus Raiders. Uh, this is a, an interesting one. Uh, I almost went with the Colts in Jeff Saturday's first game, but it's also Jeff Saturday's first game, so I'm going to go Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is uh, kind of the toilet bowl this week. Um, I think that Josh Jacobs, if they go back to the run game, I think he will have a good week or a good game. And I think uh, Devontae Adams could have a good game. It's just if the Raiders' defense can hold that lead. Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to have a win here. Um, Jonathan Taylor is still questionable with uh, that ankle injury. Uh, they got the that rookie quarterback in, and they have a new coach who, you know, as Nomads Nomad stated, hasn't been hasn't you know played a game in the or had a coached a game in the NFL yet. I think it's going to be a, a an easy win for the Raiders, and. Um, yeah, I didn't lock it up, but uh, I felt pretty confident. Now, I, I I don't know what you guys think. I didn't think that this was a risky or a spicy game. I just thought it was kind of like a like a dull, boring one. Picking the uh, yeah, actually, I agree. Yeah, I was uh, next, say picking the Colts would be spicy because of the new coaching and new quarterback, but it's fine. Oh, it is. Yeah, I. Uh, next up, we have the Cowboys versus Packers. Uh, I, it, it pains me to say, but this was almost a Cowboys lock because they're just worlds better than the Packers are right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy one for me too. Cowboys for sure. Uh, didn't lock it up, but, uh, I was, I was very confident typing that into my phone. Yeah. I took the Cowboys as well and I was very confident picking them. Next up, we have the Cardinals versus the Rams. Now, uh, it's a divisional game, so it's probably going to be closer than you expect. Neither team is really playing that well. This is kind of a toss-up game, which is why it's a risky uh, pick here. But I go, I went with Rams. Well, yeah, this... I locked up the Cardinals. Um, I think that really? uh, 
I, I you, you're right. It is a divisional game, and you're right. A lot of these games come down to the wire. Uh, but the Rams looked awful against the 49ers on their second time around, uh, and I do not have faith in them at all. So that's why I felt confident enough to lock it up. Yeah, this was honestly a coin flip game for me, and I actually grabbed a coin and flipped it, and it landed on Cardinals. So that's my reasoning. Okay. Uh, speaking of another game between two teams that I can't tell if we're good or bad or not, uh, Chargers versus 49ers. Uh, this is this is a, a team of, a, a game of two teams that are kind of on that bell curve that Yemi mentioned, where they're kind of both mediocre. Uh, I know the 49ers have uh, um, ha- have McCaffrey now, but. Uh, I don't know, man. The Chargers, the Chargers got to break through eventually, right? I, I go with Chargers. I don't think yeah. the Chargers are going to break through on this one. Uh, that's why I took no. the 49ers. Yeah, I took the 49ers and I locked them up with my risky lock, which I was surprised was a risky lock. I'm but... good. I'm glad. I'm thank you because I need to catch up with both of you. So go ahead, risk the picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but the Chargers, I think there's just that defense is not very good. I think Christian McCaffrey would have another uh, good game. Maybe not a 40 point game or 45 point game that he put up the, the before the bye week. But I think he will have a good game, and I have full faith in the 49ers in this game. All right, Nomad, bring us home. All righty. Uh, we don't have to talk about this last game, guys. Uh, <laughs> good night, y'all. Uh, Commanders versus Eagles. Uh, Eagles by, like, 20. Uh, we're going to get the our teeth kicked in. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Uh, so, Eagles. <laughs> yeah, Eagles fr- fr- pretty confidently here as well. Sorry, Nomad. Yep, That's went ahead okay. with the Eagles as well. Uh, just the... Rub it in Nomad's face. Uh. Uh-huh. That's fine. No, this would be the one. This would be the game we win. Honestly, just you yeah, know, that's how the NFL is right board. now. Yeah, it's Eagles across the board, and then all of a sudden they'll come out and throw two interceptions, a pick six, and all of a sudden the command. You know, especially the the one thing that could change that game if Chase Young plays. He's practicing. If Chase Young plays, he has an extra day of practice to get ready. If he plays that game, who knows? Maybe. Uh, having that extra lineman could uh, end up changing things as far as the pass rush goes. Uh, but until until we get a better, a more consistent pass rush, uh, it's Eagles, they're going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Watch, the NFL will be just so crazy this week. The Lions will beat the Bears. Uh, the Colts will beat the Raiders. The Texans will beat the Giants. <laughs> Commanders will beat the Eagles. Yep. I seem to remember a certain, we'll... uh, a certain Nomad Eric saying that uh, Chase Young didn't deserve Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's why I'm so surprised you think he's going to be the change. See, here's the thing. I was very upset with his sophomore season, but I do think that, you know, now that I've had a chance to, like, step back and calm down, if you will, I was a bit hard on him. I I was a bit hard on him. You know, the thing is with, with Washington fans, everyone's upset because everyone feels like we missed out on Herbert. Nobody, nobody had Justin Herbert going second overall. No one knew Justin Herbert would be decent. Yeah, he was a sneaky pick like Patrick Mahomes. I don't understand why Commander fans are so up in arms that we took Chase Young. And it's just like, do y'all not realize that Justin Herbert has also never been to the playoffs? So is he really that good of a quarterback? I know the Chargers team has a tendency to lose in miraculous fashion, but if Justin Herbert can't fix the Chargers, do you really think he was going to fix Washington? Let's not act like we're a quarterback away right now, you know. <laughs> well, at least you can. At least you're honest. I'm 
an honest fan when we're not playing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what usually when the worst comes out is when we are playing and I'm just heated and my blood is boiling. That's when I become honest. (laughs) Yeah. At the end end of a Browns game, uh, you'll see me typing into the NFL chat. Why am I still a fan of this team? I'm out. (laughs) I want to be out so bad. Have you not seen that I always pop in going, yeah, football's a dumb sport or football's yeah. a <laughs> It's a great it's a great comment. I love that comment. Yeah, when's uh, when's Me- baseball season? <laughs> <laughs> what are the Orioles gonna do this year? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, next year at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, next year, yeah. Hey, winter hey, the winter meetings are always exciting. Okay. Well, hey, uh, Nomad, you said it all. Thank you. But is there anything else you want to say before we end the podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? If you're not in the Emmy the Ferrets Discord right now, why not? Get in that Discord. It's fantastic Discord. We'd love to have you. Yeah. And then next year, you can join us in our NFL picks. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> we can all lose to uh, Coco for the first three weeks. and <laughs> Yeah, you know. Or, or you can be like me and have a 20-point lead and then suck for three weeks. And now I'm in fourth place, technically third, because two people are tied for second. It's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year. I I love years like this, where it's like unpredictable almost. Mm-hmm. Football's a dumb sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, well, uh, Nomad, I hope uh, your one dollar bid gets approved to buy the Commanders. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My first order of business is going to make it so that the uh, the Twitch uh, the Twitch Prime Stadium. Uh, is it, going to be on there. Nomad Eric is going to be uh, live streaming from the Jumbotron that I build. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah, he's going to make sure that the entire like back row of seats is just toilets um, so that you know when you start shitting your pants, at least you don't have to get up, right? Yeah, and and, and then when 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 uh you know that way when when you know away team fans come in, uh you know where to give them swirlies as they walk <laughs> yeah. in. So it's a perfect plan. It's a double. It's a double sided plan. Well, you hey. can also get sick there when your team sucks. So it's, right. it's great. <laughs> like yeah. no, we lost again. Oh, where's the toilets? There they are. Back row. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the same place every year. Let's go. <laughs> Just like the Washington Commanders in last place. <laughs> yeah being a fan is fun <laughs> <laughs> well if you the listener want to um go ahead and give nomad eric a follow uh, he twitch streams pretty regularly uh twitch.tv slash nomad eric uh, he's also on twitter and uh wh- where else can people find you nomad on instagram i'm actually trying to figure out what my instagram ad is i think it's real nomad eric but you know it's changes uh yeah real nomad eric on instagram uh is where you can find me there is there a uh, fake also, nomad eric i i don't know i just thought it was cool to be called <laughs> real nomad eric and 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 you might hear tiktok play in a second because i gotta quickly edit out all right there we go i'm at nomad eric on tiktok <laughs> sounds good make sure you follow eric on all those platforms he's a he's a swell guy i would say he's swell and he's suave yeah, he has a beautiful beard and he has a beautiful face as well. Oh, thank you. It's getting a trim on Thursday. Uh oh. <laughs> it's my it's, it's no it's, shame it's, November. What are it's, you doing? It's, 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 it's my monthly. I have to trim this thing up, man. The, the the beard gets unruly. I want it to look sexy. I want it to be presentable. You know, <laughs> it's got to be. And I also have to shave my head because I don't like the way my hair looks. Nomad has a lot of. Uh, 
internet girlfriends that he's got to look good for. I have to be attractive to all of my ladies, okay? And my men, you you know, some, you know, can't, I'm not picky. (laughs) (laughs) But we really appreciate you coming on, Nomad. I mean, like I said, you said it all. I mean, from commanders to coaches to, to, to everything like i don't think there was anything that was left on the table thank you i i appreciate i always love coming here i love i always love talking to uh, other people that are really into the sport and are really intelligent and know what they're talking about and do their research it's it's fun to have intelligent conversations with people i just wish we disagreed more so we could actually have <laughs> debates that would be we got to find something we disagree on next time uh so yeah. we can actually debate something here oh uh, we could do like <laughs> nfl hot takes or something like that you know i'd be down i'd be down I'll be down for that as well. Yeah, we'll keep that on the back burner uh, for for later in the year. How about? Perfect. Sounds good. All righty. Well, uh, thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of the Fair NFL Podcast. We really do appreciate that. If you want to, go ahead and rate it five stars if you think it deserves it. Or if it doesn't, rate it five stars anyway. I don't give a fuck. Um, if you want to check out the other podcast that Greedy Waffles and I do together, it's called Film Freaks with a Z at the end. Uh, we talk about movies along with Callus and Taymation Studios. Always a fun time. Um, but yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Once again, thank you to Nomad Eric. Make sure you go follow him on Twitch and all those different places that we mentioned. I am Yemi the Ferret. I've been here with... Greedy Waffles. Nomad Eric. And this has been Ferret NFL. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Let's ride. (laughs) Let's ride into the dumpster. Let's ride. Where the bunkers are going. (laughs) 